All right, I know people listen to this show because we review the horror, we hang out, we slam a Kobe and all that stuff, but the real reason people listen to this show every week is, of course, to catch our groundbreaking business ideas and try to snipe them before we can get them out there on the yeah. market, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. People know. I've had another one this week. Oh, shit. Trademark dead and lovely right okay. here. Okay. Now, I know that there's a lot of people across this great nation of ours mm-hmm. that are uh, God-fearing conservative people that are tired of being persecuted and ridiculed okay. every time they want to go eat a potato somewhere in public. Okay. A potato-based right. food, they can't deal with persecution. Are they getting ridiculed? There. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. That's why I, I propose that uh-huh. we start a chain of a nationwide faith-based potato-based okay. restaurant where people can go and eat in safety among like-minded, wholesome individuals. Okay. That's why I propose we start a new chain called Tots and Prayers. <laughs> you know? You can have a tot. Yeah. You can do your blessing. Right. Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to be like, oh, that tot looks phallic going into your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Look at the size of that one. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. won't happen. Just also, stuff. I, I assume for for the men who maybe have trouble putting phallic objects in their mouth, they have squash tots. Yeah, that's better. Where they just squash them down real mm-hmm. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That way it doesn't look sexy at all. No, no, not a bit of it is sexy. <laughs> you just heard about the newest business invention idea on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the ultimate podcast. In fact, it's the podcast you're listening to at this very moment. Can mm-hmm. you believe it? I, it's mind blowing. You got here. You finally did it. You did it. You're here with the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's episode. We're going to be chit-chatting about a French werewolf movie called Silver Boulet. Silver Boulet. Uh-huh, yeah. That's and, it. And, uh, of course, if you want to get straight onto the movie review, there's a time stamp for you. You can mm-hmm. use that. It's in the podcast description. Go on, get to that. But you're going to miss out on the good stuff. So, you know, you do that if you want to. Yeah, but... I don't think you want to. No. I don't think you want cool. to. It's not cool. Man alive, dude. It has been a week that has gone by extremely fast. Yeah. I am over my, my sickly madness. I was uh, yeah. under uh-huh. undergoing last week there. Last Tuesday when we recorded, I was still feeling pretty under the weather. Mm-hmm. Started feeling better that night, actually. I think I, I podcasted out my demons. Yeah. I cast them out of me. Good, good. I'm but glad. I've still got just some of the old congestion. Some of them boogers still just haunting my head. Boogers, haints. Just a, a head full of boogers mm-hmm. just haunting me and stuff. So I might catch me a little coffee cough break a time or two in this episode. I'll, I'll tase on day it, though, and move away from the mic. <laughs> you know? Tase on day it. <laughs> Always take tase on day's advice. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Uh, How you been this week, man? Good. Good. I mean, as you said, it's it's gone by uh, pretty fast for me as well. Don't know what was happening, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's been hot as hell. Hot as hell. Dude, yeah. we said it last week. Yeah. Last week was a damn breeze compared to it what was. right yeah. now. It is fucking brutal. The humidity is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was like walking into a steam room. Yeah. It was It was like 108-ish. Yeah. Heat uh, index feel. is like 108. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Fuck, man. That's not good. No, no, it's not. It's not. But, uh, you know, it uh, It sure is summer as hell. It sure is. It is. I it mean, sure like, is. it's green as fuck fuck outside uh-huh. it is nice yeah it's a good thing it's a except good thing. for the ex- it, like it was 97 degrees when i got out of my car to Woof. walk over here it's like, brutal jesus christ i know coming yeah. in hot 
exactly. coming in way Very hot. hot. Yeah. Dude, I've been just fucking slammed. I've got a lot of projects and stuff coming up yeah. uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're actually, in fact, recording a double header right now. We are, now, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be so busy over the next couple of weeks here. But it's been good, man. Um, I finished up working on the newest Corpse Master tune. Oh, yeah. Corpse Master, the collaboration horror metal project from me and Jessup from the Say You Love Satan podcast. Uh, we have a goofy, fun metal mm-hmm. band that we record stuff with based on certain horror movies. This week, uh, this Friday, actually, it yeah. will be, we're going to be releasing our next single, which is called Invoking Evil. Yeah. It's a uh, brutal thrash-style song with lyrics based around the evil dead. Got some synth in there, too. Got a little synthomasizer yeah. on there. We've also got our friend Matt, who sings in a King Diamond cover band called Prince Diamond, yeah. doing some vocals on there. Uh-huh. There's some shrieks. There's mm-hmm. some whales, but you know what I say? Save the whales. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if King Diamond needed a, like a GoFundMe at some point and they called it Save, Save the, the whales. whales? I think that'd be amazing. Yes, and it would we work. Should. We, we should. should save we should save the whales. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, this tune is a lot of fun, man. So I've been finishing up that stuff and all that jazz. Also went to dang old Dollywood for the first time man, in a I month of Sundays. I have been in a long time. How was it? It was fucking great, I dude. Bet. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I bet. I hadn't been, I mean, it's definitely been pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking like maybe 2017, 2018 since I went there to just like ride rides and shit. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you what. Dolly's got it going. Dolly does have it Dolly's going. Dolly's got it yeah. going, man. We had ourselves a great time. We uh, finally got to ride the new coaster there. Well, the newest one, the Lightning Rod. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's fucking sick, okay. man. Dude. I'd love to go check it out. I got, I, I got to get up there. It's been, boy, probably over a decade yeah. since I've been there. For sure, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. If you're going for a day yeah. and you want to get the most out of it, if you pay extra for that asshole pass, yeah, worth it. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, you get to actually ride the rides. I think yeah. that we were there for maybe five hours. Uh-huh. I bet that we probably did twenty something rides. Oh wow! I mean, it was just like run up the stairs, get right on yeah. the ride. It was actually fucking awesome, man. Uh, I don't think I could ever go back to the days of like I'm here all day and I rode four things. <laughs> yep, you that know? was what it was like last time I was there. Yeah, I dude. remember I rode the the. What is it that the eagle one that yeah, does the wild double eagle. back? Yeah, that one. I rode that one twice. Uh huh. That was worth standing I love in line the twice. Wild yeah. eagle, uh-huh, so yeah. sick, man. So yeah, we had ourselves a good old time, man. Had a big old skank banger show this weekend. Mm. Uh, definitely blew my voice out beyond <laughs> comprehension, dude. Sunday yeah. I woke up because you know I, I rode roller coasters and screamed all day Friday. Uh-huh. Saturday I uh, sang all night for mm-hmm. a skank banger with this congestion and shit I still got going on. Yeah. Sunday I woke up. And I, I sounded like uh, I, I was like a three-pack-a-day smoker for 10 years. Gotcha. It was pretty rough, man. Still got mm-hmm. a little bit of it going on, but it's getting better. Yeah. But yeah, dang old Dollywood. Good old time, man. Um, I think the only thing that I have had time to watch this week, other than a couple episodes of Supernatural, uh-huh. which is getting so fucking good to me, dude. I'm yeah. serious. Season four, Yeah. it's got some dang mashers in it. Well, I mean, there's a reason why it lasted as long as it did. It's because it's yeah. really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I've said it before. Those first couple seasons, you'd be like, ah, eh. man, when the wheels get going, yeah. 
it's really a lot of fun, man. That's cool. So I watched a couple episodes of that, and also finally rewatched the first Jackass movie. Oh yeah! Holy shit! After you talked about it and stuff uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, I was like, damn it, I really need to watch these. And I found uh, Jackass One. I think is on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, right now. Yeah, some of them are on Netflix. They got the point fives on. Yeah, there. and then yeah, all of them are available on Paramount Plus. As yeah, well. yeah. I guess probably just need to like buy them on Amazon or something. Cause I know I'll probably want to watch yeah. it again, mm. dude. That first one, there is so much stuff in there that i had forgotten about yeah uh so much hilarious disgusting shit mm-hmm. so fucking stupid i had a great time watching the paper cuts it. oh I my can't god do, man. Uh, i think that was the first time i actually watched that i think that was one yeah. of those ones where i would usually like fast forward or just mm-hmm. not watch i think it's just the only time i've seen it was the first time i watched it yeah and after that i'm just like nope even Ugh. the sounds, though, like just oh, hearing man, just it. Just the fucking. zip of the paper. Ugh. It's Ugh. fucking brutal, yeah. man. It was also shocking to watch it and have it in mind that, like, this was a movie that was in theaters that made millions of dollars. We yeah. all watched it. And 90% of the movie looks worse than if we just filmed a movie on our cell phones now. Yeah, it's like. The quality yeah, bad. It's like low quality, like, DV recorders and yeah. stuff and, like, early Super digital. grainy. Yeah. Like, no contrast, mm-hmm. really washed out looking colors. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, the content is so good, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's like watching a YouTube compilation yeah. at a theater. Yeah. Uh-huh. Didn't put me off, though. Nope. <laughs> Don't care. The content was so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, that was a great time, man. I definitely need to watch the other ones Let's go. Yes, you do. And you, you have you seen Jackass Forever? I think we nope. talked. Yeah. Still haven't. Yeah. You definitely need to. Yeah, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. wait, man. Uh, so that's all I've had time to watch, man. What have you been watching? Um, well, really haven't watched anything except on uh, Friday night, we did the last drive-in for the Screaming Chat, which uh, is always a blast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the movies were interesting. He, he I, I think he said it was going to be a, a perverted night, Look out. which led me to believe, like, oh man, boobies. No, he meant, like, very perverse. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So... Uh, the first movie was The Butcher, The Baker, and The Nightmare Maker. I've heard of that one, but I've never watched it. Is it 80s? What is it? Yeah, I believe, yeah, 80s. Uh, interesting. I mean, you know, you, you'd probably enjoy it. Okay. I think so. You'd probably I like an it. 80s. Yeah. Um, and then the second movie was The Baby. The Baby. And everybody needs to stop everything they're doing for the rest of eternity until you've seen The Baby. Now, this is a movie, right? Because yeah. I noticed on HBO, there's now like a new series called The Baby. Yeah, no, not not that. This is 1973, The Baby. Okay. It is fucked up. Really? Very. How have I never like heard about this one? The ending of it rivals Sleepaway Camp. What the fuck? In what the fuckery and may surpass it by no. by by a shocking amount. No way. Dude, when you see it, you're going to be like, "Wait, what?" Holy shit. Yeah. Well, now I am intrigued. Yeah, and it's on Shutter and well worth it. Yeah. I mean, well acted, uh like some of it you're going to be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" But that's it's uncomfortable the whole time. Ooh. Like, the entire time you're watching it, it's just a constant, what the fuck am I watching? But, like, it was also rated PG. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, because it it doesn't have any nudity. And, and it was pre-PG-13. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this definitely scarred and fucked up a lot of kids, yes. is what you're saying. Yeah. 
for sure. So, yes, check out the baby. I don't huh. want to say anything about it because okay. every moment of it needs to be experienced. I need to check this out. Yeah, for it sure. Sounds fucking wild. Yeah. And then uh, on uh, Sunday night, we watched The Video Dead, which... I don't know that one either. It such a cool premise. Uh, basically, a, a, a television that's possessed and zombies come out of it. And that sounds cool rad. As fuck. And then the movie itself is boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, they forgot it's to like build a movie those, around it. Yeah, it's one of those things where you come up with a real cool premise, but then... Just don't flesh it out and start shooting instead. Oh, like that. Yeah. 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 That's a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. All right. Yes, it is. Well, it sounds worth a scope out. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it's got, it's got, uh, yeah, the, the premise is cool, but it's just, it's got so much like, bleh, like mm-hmm. boring nonsense in the middle that not worth it. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Did you watch the newest uh, Summoning Salt video? No. What? Yeah. It's what about it like uh, the Wii Super Mario World oh yes, records? yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's ain't new. It's probably been out about a month. Or yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, just got I saw that recently. It. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I I don't play that game. I don't either. I but I watched the video. whole thing and was very intrigued. That guy, I'm telling you, man, he can tell a, a compelling tale. <laughs> he sure can. Yeah. Check him out on the YouTube's, y'all. Summoning mm-hmm. Salt. It's Summoning all like salt. Yeah. gaming world record stuff, but it's so much more interesting than what I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, it's it is like it, it'll draw you in for sure. For sure, yeah. man. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's been a very, very busy one for uh, for me, and I anticipate the next few weeks will be so as well. But I hope I get time to watch the baby. I'm intrigued. Yeah, you need to. Definitely right. take your time. But also give yourself some time to decompress after. Maybe watch something, uh, Emperor's New Groove, your, your favorite That's my go-to. reset movie. Yeah. Okay, shit. <laughs> Maybe prepare yourself, yeah. Maybe I should also do myself a favor after I watch that movie and cool down and and calm my mind, yeah. Busey style, hell yeah, Uncle Red style. What you mm-hmm. know about Uncle Red style? Uncle Red style is a uh, little wild turkey one hundred and one. Oh, we just happen to have some of that in our cups here because my wife ran up to the liquor store and got some. For I us. haven't had this in a long, long time. Me too, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm, I always have it, and I'm like, this is good. Why yeah. do I get this all the time? Yeah, you always. What, what did people used to call it? wild turkey? Was one. My brother and his friends would get, they called it something, Thunder Chicken. Thunder Chicken. Thunder Chicken. That's yeah. more fun. It is, yeah. Get you a pull on some old Thunder Chicken here. Yeah, so this is 101 too, so. Well, it's 3.35 in the afternoon. Yeah, so it's a good time for a 101 whiskey. It's a perfect time for that. <laughs> I've had a small breakfast and I had an apple and peanut butter for yeah, lunch. Yeah, I've, I've had a protein shake. Yeah, so this should go well. <laughs> it should go okay, yeah. All right. It smells great. I could, like, the moment you poured it, I could smell it from the glass. It's just... Oh, yeah. Is it good? Oh, Can yeah. That's really solid, man. That's not bad at all. I mean, it's 101, but it's still not that hot nice sweet finish no. on the end Ooh. it's nice it's not bad yeah it's it's got it's got kind of a uh, yeah got it like a, a honey type of flavor a bit. to it yeah up front it's a little bit reminding me of like dickel yeah mm-hmm. like it's got that sour mash kind of yeah, yeah. kind of smell to it and everything mm-hmm. but then that gives way to a nice lingering sweetness that's good man Old Thunder Chicken. Hell yeah, I get Look why I get why Uncle Red liked it. I like his style though, where he's just like, I, I guess he opens up a bottle and throws the cap away. Yeah, because he's not going to need that shit. He goes use once and destroy <laughs> style, doesn't he? <laughs> Leaves it on the bedside. He just like he he knows what's going to result the moment he opens up a fifth of Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. Yep, gonna down this. This thing ain't gonna see the light of day tomorrow. Nope. 
<laughs> not bad. Not bad at all, man. No, sir. I was really hoping for this episode that I could pull off something that I was going to call a an improved boiler maker. Oh, okay. Called a Busey maker. <laughs> and it was going to be a shot of wild turkey dropped into a Coors silver bullet. Fuck yes. I mean, it would just make sense. It really would, honestly. And I did think. It probably wouldn't be, okay. be bad. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be yeah, bad. Yeah, because I mean, you know, Coors, it's pretty watery. It's got its like light beer taste to it, but mm-hmm. this is like such a strong flavor. I think they might combine. Okay. I think it'd work all right. Yeah. Except all these snooty ass liquor stores around here in the big city, they're <laughs> too good for a Coors. <laughs> I'd have had to run up to the dang old Weigel. I was going to say one. you could go up to the insane Weigels. I would not want to. Yeah. It, Anybody who's lived in Knoxville knows the Weigels we're talking about. You know the Weigels we're talking about. Mm -hmm. If you're a local, you call it the stab and grab. Yeah. That's what everyone calls it. It's kind of a scary place sometimes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's some landmarks. There's that. There's the Fellini Kroger. Fellini Kroger, not far away. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Uh everybody knows what you're talking about when you say that. (laughs) And it is exactly what you would imagine a place called Fellini Kroger. Yep. 100%. It's fucky. Yeah. But yeah, I think a silver bullet with with a shot of wild turkey, that'd be the perfect... Busey maker right there. Yeah, for you sure. Get down with the boiler maker. Yeah, I haven't had one in a long time, but uh, I remember down in a good bit as Same. a teen. Yeah, yep. that used to be one of my go tos whenever I'd buy like Yungling pints for like a dollar right, from right. Food City. Mm-hmm. I just get that, and yeah, just toss a little bit of whiskey in there, yeah. and that was just a good little go to. It is a good combo, and for some reason, it's like cheaper pilsners are better. They are. I feel like I experimented there for a while with trying different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Unsurprisingly, IPAs and and whiskey no. are just horrific together. No, that cannot does not work. work. No, yeah, you do need just a nice, yeah, light or brown ale mm-hmm. to go with it. I found Yingling really did work very very well, and then I found out that I guess they're like mega fucking Trumpy and donated oh, tons of MAGA money. So I'm like, mm, maybe you don't get my money anymore. Yeah, I'd rather did. you didn't. So you know. But yeah, you're right. A lighter beer works very well for the old baller yeah. maker. I think that's an underrated. That's a blue collar cocktail right there. That is, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's one that the boss himself would probably down after working <laughs> a hard blue collar day. <laughs> so before the skate banger show we had this weekend, we were uh-huh. over here getting ready, and I was playing my big time motivation playlist that I have on Spotify. Okay, which is basically all songs that should be in montages or have been in montages. Right. Okay. It gets you big time motivated. Uh huh. And uh, one of the songs I have on there is On the Dark Side by Eddie Cochran. Okay. You know, it's from, uh, what's that movie? Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, yes. On uh-huh. the Dark Side. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And our singer is like, man, that's the best song Bruce Springsteen didn't write. <laughs> and our bass player, Chris, is like, wait, this isn't Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> He's like, no. And I'm like, no, this ain't, this ain't the boss. This is the assistant manager. <laughs> Eddie Cochran is the assistant manager. Eddie Cochran, the assistant manager. He ain't the boss. No. But he's working his way up. He's climbing the corporate ladder, you know? He'll get there one day. I'll tell you what. Now that we're sitting here at 3.30 p.m. on a Tuesday, drinking on some uh, some Wild Turkey 101, Uh I think we're about to become a trope all of our own. In fact, a trope that appears in this movie, The Drunkle. The Drunk uncle the classic drunk uncle that we uh love in fiction and in mm-hmm. reality they're everywhere and I, we are them and, and the thing is we're saying it aloud right now and everybody's thinking of some amorphous person in their head and it's hard when you start thinking of actual drunk uncles to name, name the drunk uncle ones. characters i know I but know. we've done it 
We've done it for you. Hell yeah. You know what? You come to us because we sort out the problems for you. That's us. <laughs> right here in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. And in this installment, inspired by Uncle Red and his uh, drinking proclivities mm-hmm. and being a cool, fun uncle, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite noteworthy drunkles uh-huh. through history. Now, whenever this topic was proposed... I think the first person that I thought of is kind of what, what I think to be the queen bee of, of drunkles. Uh-huh. The archetype. Right. Uncle Eddie from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, but it, in some ways, like, isn't that just, uh, what's his name? That's old Randy Quaid, That's basically. just Randy Quaid being Randy Quaid. So Randy sure Quaid is. is the quintessential... Drunkle. He's probably like the right. king, you know? He's like the uh, the knight's king in, in Game right. of Thrones. He just goes around and like, pokes other uncles, and like yeah. instead of their eyes turning blue, they actually turn kind of bloodshot. And they start like drooping a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're a drunkle now. Right. I'm pretty sure he does have that ability. Yeah, and, and like he does all the drunkle shit, you know? Cleaning Great out shit. his, his uh, RV, yep. et cetera, blah, blah, blah. He's yep. a moocher. He's, He's a, a boozer. Moocher. Right. That's some classic drunkle classic shit. Classic drunkle shit. Now, but there is somebody who comes before him who doesn't... I don't think he is the quintessential drunkle. But this is the Old Testament drunkle guy. Right, yeah. And, and it's Uncle Polly in Rocky. Oh, my God. Now, now Polly is... He can be funny, but as a drunk, he, it's less funny. It's more of a, oh, he's got a problem type of... Drunkle. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. You know, it's easy for Drunkle to to pass into danger zone, yeah. sad territory, mm-hmm. like really, really, really fast. Right. Um, or it can just be a fun right. trope. And I, yeah, the fun trope is, is that's the Drunkle. You want to keep it there. Yeah. If you got the drunk uncle who's sad, then that's just alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no fun for anybody. I've been wanting to rewatch the Rocky stuff. Probably because of my big time motivation soundtrack I've yeah. been listening to. It's probably got me motivated to watch Rocky. Rocky 1 is a good movie. Yeah. Like a good just like well fucking done movie. Totally. And then after that it is, you know, sequel fodder. 2 makes no sense to me and is probably the worst. Which one's 2? Two? 2 is the a rematch with uh with Apollo. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, which is at the end of Rocky 1. He oh. says ain't going to be no rematch. Hmm. And then Until the beginning of Rocky Two is Apollo in a wheelchair wheeling through a hospital saying, I want a rematch. Oh, my God. Yeah, just a huge change. <laughs> but it's just like uh, uh, Alien 2 to Alien 3 where it's like we're trying to save this kid this whole time. And then I Alien 3, kid. it's like, yeah, that fucking kid died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. We need to make yeah. another movie here. So moving yeah. on. But yeah, no, but uh, Drunkles. Think think of uh, think of someone like an Uncle Buck. Now that's a, a lovable Candy. drunkle if yeah. I've ever seen one right mm-hmm. there. I don't think he's outright getting like smashed during no, the movie. No, but there is like implication that he like that the mom and, and kind of thinks of him as an alcoholic, etc. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking treasure yeah. John Candy was. Yeah. You know? For sure. Of all the times of all the human lives that have lived on this earth, uh-huh. Think about how lucky that we are that we got to inhabit it at the same time as a John Candy. Yeah, and Eddie Van Halen. Think about all the fucking losers we, living in swamps and building pyramids and stuff. They never got to hear that damn <laughs> tapping on eruption. Come on, losers. Living in swamps and building pyramids. Just wasting their damn time without and, Eddie. Like, in their heads, they could kind of hear Hot for Teacher. Yeah. Like, sometimes they'd hear just like... Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. 
the war drums on the horizon. They knew it was coming. And they were like, what is that? There's something tickling my brain. We know what it is. That's right. Eddie Van Halen revealed it to us. He did. And we got to be here on the earth at the same time as that and so many great movies like Uncle Buck. Hell yeah. Yeah. What a Uncle Buck. Man, I watched that so many times as a kid. Like, just because it's like, it is one of those movies that I assume as an adult probably has different meaning but as a kid it's like big pancake uncle like, yeah totally it's fun yeah just that, that that sounds great Kevin McAllister's in it yeah exactly yeah you gotta have a good time man mm-hmm. now let me ask you this are there any perhaps drunkles that inhabit I don't know two different worlds I got feet in two different places okay here. maybe one foot in the world of uh, children's uh, spy entertainment uh-huh. And then another foot in the world of full-blown uh, grindhouse action star. Right. Is there a drunkle that matches that description? Are we talking about Machete? Are we talking about Machete? Yeah. Whoa. Now, Machete is not portrayed as an alcoholic necessarily, but he drinks. Yeah. And and he doesn't text. That's true. Machete don't text. No. But he's also the uncle to the Spy Kids kids. Apparently. Yeah, I love that. Why that not? Is, Robert Rodriguez has made a world where it's it's kid movies and, and then, st- you know, like just these outrageous villains that shouldn't be in kids movies. And then Machete is their uncle who's off doing adult ass shit yep but it's still the same universe it's i fun. love it yeah what's the last movie he did rodriguez yeah oh i don't know i kind of wonder if there's like something i've missed because i feel like it's I'm been sure a long I have. time i'm sure i've missed something recently has movie maybe he's just been yeah. doing more spy kid stuff that'd be great well, he's making all the damn money off of it so oh, yeah. why would he stop right uh-huh. yeah 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 machete definitely fucks and he uh-huh. definitely drinks man uh-huh now what about a character that I was not familiar with until you introduced me to him mm-hmm. moments before right. the show started right here on an SNL. Uh-huh. Now that is a fucking drunkle right there. Yeah. Talking Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, Bobby Moynihan's drunk uncle character in SNL. Fucking just genius. Phenomenal. Just it nails exactly what we're talking about. The drunk uncle who just has like random bits of pop culture in his head but he doesn't know what they are but nope. he wants to get mad about them when he's drunk and at, a, at a, a family get together wearing a members only jacket members only looking jacket. disheveled <laughs> yes. just changing topics here and there Spotify me <laughs> hey baby Jesus you want to go do Pilates <laughs> Why don't you write a letter, moron? Why don't you fax me a hug? All these teenagers are like, text me, text me. <laughs> so fucking funny. Is there more or is it just that one? There, no, there are a bunch. Oh, there are I, bunch, I gotta yeah. go on a you binge and go, watch these. Yeah, go check out Because he is the perfect. Perfect drunk uncle, yeah. The perfect drunkle. Seems like a, a drunkle you could have had in real life. In fact, I know people that got real life drunkles because we have nieces and nephews. That's true. We're our own drunkles. And I'm drinking this wild turkey 101 at three something in the afternoon. Why so not? I guess I fit the stereotype. Book drunkle, <laughs> dude. And we're like cool as shit. Obviously, we're way cooler mm-hmm. than their square ass parents, right? That's true. Huh? I would definitely, if, if my uh, nieces or nephews uh, needed a motorized wheelchair to ride around on without a helmet at like. 60 miles per hour. Oh, dude, I'm, totally I'm slamming a 12-pack and getting to work yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Sending them out on the street without a helmet or nothing. Yeah. Go have fun, kid. Don't tell your parents. 
I love too when he's like, "Here's some fireworks. Go hide them in the bushes." Yes. Set <laughs> these like, in the bushes. I know you'll get in trouble if they find them. Yeah. So hide them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just the kind of shit that we do. Yeah. Absolutely. As drunkles. For 100%. sure. Percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good way to be personally. For sure. Gotta, Every, these kids got to learn something. Yeah, everybody, everybody needs a drunk uncle or a drunk aunt, a drunk, uh, a drant, an anti-holic. Ooh, an anti-holic. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, drunkle and anti-holic. <laughs> yes, one day trademark dead and lovely. Holy yeah, shit, one day we we're gonna do an episode uh, where we're gonna talk about anti-holics for sure. That's incredible. <laughs> That's exactly what we need right there, man. Damn. Did you have any drunkles growing up? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. My my uncle Sam, um, he was a he was a what do you call it? Patriot contractor. Oh, oh, patriot. <laughs> <laughs> he was a contractor. Uh, so worked for himself. Um, I'm he, a moan man. Yeah, he he woke up every morning at six thirty in the morning, started drinking, and drank a case of Milwaukee's best every single day. Holy shit! And he wasn't overweight. That's what I can't figure out, yeah. man. Like, what is the line where it's like, okay, if I have two to three beers a day, I'm just mm. going to become a bloated, fat piece of shit. Right. But where's the tipping point where it's like, if I drink a case a day, right. I'm skinny. Yeah, somehow. How does this happen? What's well, the line? I think it's because he was building houses the entire day while drinking. Wow. Yeah. I think, like, somehow he was burning that many calories that's insane i'd be imagine yeah That'd be a whole lot yeah but I mean, he, i've known a lot of other contractors that were not skinny for so. sure yeah but uncle sam was he was very fun he was the one who told us all the dirty jokes etc there you go he was our he was our uh, uh baseball coach um so that was always fun having uncle sam as the baseball coach he didn't drink while coaching okay but he did while we were at practice sweet <laughs> sweet that's amazing. Maybe that's our problem, too. We're over here drinking these fancified right. sissy boy beers. That's true. Maybe Milwaukee's Beast is actually a, it's a fitness enhancer, <laughs> right? It that's might be what that. they say. Performance enhancing drugs and, and Milwaukee's you know Beast. If you're in the middle of an athletic performance, Milwaukee's Best Ice oh, will cool yeah. you down. Of course. That's yeah. what the ice means. Yeah. It's right. a sports drink. Sports drink. The right Beast. There. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we are some drunkles ourselves. I'll tell you what, man. But you know what? Kids got to learn somewhere. Let them watch. <laughs> Let them learn. watch. Let them learn. Let them watch. We drink and we know things. That's true. Who's that remind you of? Uh, a Tyrion Lannister. He's quite an uncle himself. He's an uncle to, uh, you know, some interesting children. His brother and sister's kids. Sure. <laughs> he is an uncle to his brother and sister's kids. Is a way you could say that without it sounding like your brother and sister are the one who had the kids together. Right. It sounds right. a little little more tame when you phrase right. it that way. Yeah. I'm an uncle to my brother and sister's kids. Oh, okay. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. My brother and sister had the kids together. They did it. Uh, so I drink. They made them. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> People would get it better. They'd be like, why is that guy drinking all the time? Well, his brother and sister have kids, and one of them is the king Yikes. You ever heard the story about how he become an uncle? Man, that's <laughs> fucked up. It's the, rough. The story about how he become yeah. an uncle. Yeah. This is one night his brother and his sister, they banged. They banged. And I guess kid then. Made you know? kid. Now he's an <laughs> Made uncle. Made kid. And but it's all it's all fucked off. Do you it's know what I mean? Fucked off. Bless sure. him, man. Tyrion's got a lot to drink about. He does. He does, yeah. He ain't treated good. That bunch of his 
Man, they ain't no good. No, they're not nice, and they're specifically not nice to him. Poor Very guy. much. Mm-hmm. Would it be okay to rewatch, just say, the first three seasons of Game of Thrones and then act like it got canceled? Could I do that? <sighs> I thought I thought it was good through five, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. I might go four or five. Yeah, yeah. Like, why... Not all the way, though. You don't have to. You don't need to. You don't have to. Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, Tyrion, quite the drunkle right uh-huh. there. Now, what about a drunkle who we've talked about on the show before in one of our fucking favorite movies? I'm talking about a goddamn Tammy and a T-Rex. <laughs> Holy shit, what a movie. Yes, uh, Paul Walker's uncle in that, who uh, is taking care of him, yep. I, I guess because his parents are dead. We don't get any... I suppose so. Yeah. Um, he is drunk the entire time. The Anytime time. we see him on screen, he's drinking and already drunk. Sure. He's pretty perfect for the drunk uncle trope. I don't think he's so bad, personally. No, he does something's okay. I don't right? think he's so bad. Paul Walker, he turned out fine. Yeah. He turned out just all right in that movie. And he gives that, he gives that uh, like, he says that stuff at the, the funeral and, like, start. he becomes, like, Shakespearean at a point. Oh, yeah, he does. I love you, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie, y'all. So good. We were watching an episode of Friends last night that had uh, Denise Richards on it. Yeah. And I was just like... All I can see her as now is yeah, Tammy, Tammy the T-Rex. Yeah. And I was like, God uh-huh. damn it. I just want to watch this movie. Hold on to your boobs, girl. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> fucking good, man. Yeah, that's a good drunkle right there. We got one more we want to talk about because yeah. even the world of animation uh-huh. ain't safe from the presence of a drunkle. You pulled this right. one out. Uh, well, I actually, uh, Anna sent this one to me. I asked for some for some suggestions. And she suggested Uncle Waldo from the Aristocats. From the Aristocats. The drunk goose. That goose is fucked off. Uh-huh. <laughs> For drunk sure. as shit. Yeah. Uncle Waldo, the goose. Man alive. I haven't seen Aristocats in a long time. It's still fun. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I bet it. I mean, honestly, like, I can't think of a Disney movie that isn't, at, at the very least, a little bit enjoyable. Sure. I don't love Pocahontas. Nah. Not not really into not that. My one. favorite. Yeah. But yeah. Aristocat. Uncle Waldo. Drunk goose character. I mean, drunk characters in general were normal in cartoons forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like now it's just not like you're not gonna see drunk characters in a Disney kids show. You gotta go to your uncle's house to see a drunk right. these days. <laughs> Back when I was a kid, everything was better. We could yeah. see drunkles in cartoons. Uh-huh. You know? And we didn't wear seatbelts. Yeah. And our parents didn't care where we were. And if you got taken to the upside down, well, maybe eleven would find you. Maybe. You know, even you're lucky. That if you said your prayers and took your vitamins, maybe you People would. don't talk about enough how the upside down was scary in the eighties. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Because Biden, that was for Biden. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't before Biden. Yeah, Biden was, I think, 60 years old by then. <laughs> he, was, so. he was just kicking around, sucking. Yeah, yeah pretty uh-huh. much. Pretty much yep. just doing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. I don't know what's worse. Would I rather be chased around by a goose or a drunk goose? Would that make it nicer or meaner? Because some people, okay. that's nice. They get mean when they drink. But maybe so, there's mean people get nice when they drink. I used to ride a bi- my bike uh, to to UT when I went to UT. Um, and I rode through a park that had a goose in it. Fuck that goose. And it would chase uh, bikes. And it was scary as shit. Geese are the goddamn devil. Yeah. So I would prefer if it was drunk. Because then it probably wouldn't be able to make a beeline right to me. Like, Rah! 
right. You it's know? doing the zigzag on its own. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, I'll get you. And That's it's like, true. Yeah, I bet you won't. You're drunk, Goose. You're go dr- home. Go home, drunk Goose. I was thinking to myself this week. I'm like, dude, anybody that is like a hardcore, like, let's say, like, PETA level, mega, ultra vegan. Uh-huh. You've never met a Goose. Yeah. You've never met a Goose. Yeah. You, you can't have met a goose yeah. and been like, you know what? Maybe let's not kill animals. If you think, if you're the type of person who thinks violence is never the answer, never met a goose. Meet a goose. Meet a goose. Yeah, you'll see. You'll Sometimes see. it's the only solution. Sometimes you got a bunch of goose. Exactly. It's rarely <laughs> ever the solution, except when geese are involved. Then violence right. is the answer. That's when you got a yeah. You'd, I'd be okay, honestly, even if Peta like opened up its stance where it's like we protect all animals. Asterix does not include geese. Yeah, no geese. Sorry. Yeah, like uh-huh. they they live off of goose. <laughs> That's the pita diet. Is like vegetables, nuts, geese. <laughs> Fuck them all. That sounds like a pretty rad diet. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna try the goose diet from now on. There you go, man. <laughs> We want to hear about your favorite drunkle that we missed over on our Facebook group. It is a good time to hang out on there. Definitely a better way to spend your time than anywhere else on that godforsaken fucking world-ruining website. Website. How old am I? A website. That application. Mm Mm-hmm. On that Facebook program. You know, I I still, to this day, maintain that most apps that we have don't make any sense and should just be websites. You know, what's the point of a Facebook app yeah. when there is the Facebook website? Is it saving much more time if you just had a tab open in your browser? Yeah, I don't see. It's not it, that much better. Except the app gets access to the rest of my phone. Ooh, very that's nice. That's fun. I Maybe like that. Maybe that has something to do yeah. with it. Could uh-huh. have, you know what? You might be onto something right, right Maybe that's the point. <laughs> but yeah, hang out with us on there in the Facebook group. Tell us about your favorite drunkle or what would you call it? Antiholic? Antiholic, yeah. Antiholic stories over there. We look forward to hearing about them. (laughs) All right, now, Steve, I finished off my dang wild turkey. Yeah, we got I'm feeling uh, juicy just like Busey. I'm feeling a little Lucy Busey now is what I'm feeling. Lucy Busey, yeah. This is is another beer that Emily and Anna picked out for us based solely on the label. I like how that goes. It is an Edmunds Oast Brewing, which we've had before on the show. Breath of Nebula, New England style IPA. I haven't had a New England style IPA in a long time. It's been a while for me now that I think about it, man. It has been a minute. I'm trying to remember if if I've had this one before. I feel like maybe I have because typically when I see an Edmunds Oast, I buy it uh, because they make good stuff and their packaging and labeling is really cool. It's just like a really simple black and white label. They usually have like cool artwork and they got a really cool logo on it. So that's actually why I bought Edmunds Oast the first time too, is I was like, man, I really like their design. Yeah. And then I found out the beer inside's pretty good too. <laughs> As we've said before, I mean, choosing a beer simply by label is not a bad way to go. I mean there's I shop that way. Yeah, there's there's so many like um breweries and whatnot that you could possibly choose from you never know what you're gonna get just might as well pick by the label life is like a can of co beer <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get this looks like a big old frothy cup yeah. of pineapple juice right here yeah yeah that's uh it smells about like it too it smells yeah, very say, pineapple-y that's something i forgot about new england ipas is that that haziness that pineapple juice looking yeah, yeah. it smells like pineapple juice just straight up in a cup, which I'm not mad Ooh. about. How's that treat you? That's good stuff. It's got it's got like grapefruity flavors to it. It's got some of that like nice bitterness. Um, definitely not too Ooh. sweet. No, it's not. Yeah, 
I was anticipating based on the look and the uh, the smell of it that it would be one of those big sugary bomb dudes. Right. That actually preserves a little bit of hoppy bitterness to yep. it, especially on the finish. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the grapefruity thing in there too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's got that sort of grapefruit peel to it. Mm, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Why do I like everything grapefruit flavored but not grapefruit? You don't? I fucking hate dude. Yeah. Like, and like grapefruit juice and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big bile. fan of grapefruit, but I understand it's very bitter. I wish very that bitter. I liked it because it's like good for you and shit, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. man, it's just disgusting to me. <laughs> Ugh, can't get into it. This beer is pretty damn good, though. Yeah, man. I'm liking it. I'm not mad at that at all. That's a good, um, what, 3.59 p.m. <laughs> beer to be having, especially well, when a, you're doing... Only- Six point seven percent. Oh, oh so. only almost seven percent after this one hundred and one <laughs> that we've already had before we record another podcast. Right? Yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Not much. Nothing. I don't think that's pretty good right there. All right, Steve. The topic of today's show is one Sylvain Boulet. Sylvain Boulet, a Stephen King joint. Now I, this movie come out in nineteen and eighty. What? Nineteen eighty five, and I remember seeing this as a kid. Um, and watching it a lot of times, uh, not sure where it was showing, but seeing it a number of times and really liking it. Um, the it was it was the wheelchair thing uh-huh. and the drunk uncle thing. I didn't remember most of the plot. Like watching it again, I was like, "Oh right, the the priest is a werewolf and stuff." Like spoilers, right? You'll figure uh, it out though. You'll figure it. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, as a kid, to me, it was just like. It was the same sort of feel of that adventureness of like Goonies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's putting the kids yeah. in the spotlight. Or, or Lost Boys, which Corey Haim is also in. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just where it's like, oh, it's kind of like building a fort and playing with the uh, weapons and stuff. You know, yeah. All that. yeah. Well, and I can see this like really relating to uh, a kid, especially a kid that grew up in a small town and stuff, like, right? Like we did. Yeah. Because you have that entire thing of yeah, it's like it's a small town. This kid is going through some stuff. Some people don't believe him. Right. It's got that kind of vibe to it that I think makes it really relatable as a kid watching this. I yeah. didn't watch this as a kinder kid. Mm-hmm. I watched this as a grown-up man. Yeah, that's an interesting time to see it for the first. Uh, how'd you feel about it? You know what? The first time that I liked this movie, I remember enjoying it. Yeah. Like, Man, that was like kind of a silly, funny uh, Stephen King 80s crackhead right. binge kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy it. I remember going into it this time. I think this is only the second time I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, it's fun. The werewolf does not look good. Right. But I was excited to watch it because Kate had never watched it before. Oh, okay. So it's one of those ones where I was like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this with somebody right. for the first time, you know? So I was excited to see it again. And honestly, dude, like, I'll tell you, I don't really know what else anybody could want from an 80s Stephen King right. werewolf movie. Like, yeah. what the fuck else could you ask for out of there this? There are ways to improve this movie, but there's no way to watch this movie and not see that it's Stephen King. Yeah, let's do the Stephen King checklist. You have um, Small Town in New England. Right. This actually takes place somewhere that's, I think, right outside of like Derry and Castle Mm -hmm. Rock. So Mm -hmm. it's right there in that kind of hood where Stephen King puts all the stuff. Right. We got um, a town full of drunks. Yep. We have uh, some religious fervor. Of course. I think there's subtext in the book about like the, the little girlfriend's dad is like, uh, abusing her. Classic, oh, classic yeah. King. Classic King. Yeah. I mean, what else do you need? 
Um, I feel like you need a chase scene in which a reverend werewolf with an eye patch is chasing a kid on a motorized wheelchair. Now that is storytelling, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's fucking rad. That's fucking storytelling. That's such a cool, like, just writing it down. Like, watching it, I was like, yeah, this is fun. And then I was like, I gotta write down what I am seeing. I am seeing a, 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 what is he, a, a preacher? What what are they? I don't know, priest. Minister or something? Minister, yeah. Whatever. Uh, who is a werewolf who is wearing an eye patch in a chase scene with a kid in a motorized wheelchair that goes faster than a fucking car. Yeah. The kid's fucking legs don't work already, and he's riding around open air, no helmet, just fucking going I'm at telling it. you, man. Maybe if we got ourselves on that old booger sugar, we could start having some ideas like <laughs> yeah. this. If we started skiing the devil's dander, yeah. if we could start thinking of cool things like Hell Stephen yeah. King did back in and the day. And fucking the, the use of fireworks, like that's so kid-like. It is, right? Like in my head as a kid, you could do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you become a teenager and you shoot Roman candles at each other and find out, no, nah, it's not Less good. fun. Yeah. Less fun. Probably not, not likely thought. to kill a werewolf. Right. Probably <laughs> yeah. not. But dude, that's the thing about this movie is considering... That the tone of the movie is somewhat light and pretty just digestible and watchable. Yeah. But on paper, premise is priest who is a werewolf terrorizes disabled child. Yeah. That, I don't think you can get darker than that, No, honestly. you can't. I don't you think you can get more fucked up. Yeah, but somehow, mo- <laughs> this movie turns out pretty fun. It does. And it feels kind of like a, a TV movie. Like, it feels kind of like... Their commercial moments and oh, stuff. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. yeah, we were actually watching. Kate was like, was this a TV movie? Right. It really does feel a lot yeah. like it, man. Uh, and, of course, it's based on the novella. What's it called? It's like Phases um, of the Moon or uh, something? Cycle of the Cycle Werewolf. Cycle of the Werewolf. Yeah. Okay, so I was not close. Eh, close. Blank of the blank. Blank of the blank, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, I have not read that novella. Have you? I haven't. I know it's one of his shortest, though. Yeah? Yeah, one of his shorter short stories. So It's a shouty story. Yeah, if anybody wants to, to get in on it, get in on it. What but, if we started a line of short books written about attractive females, and they were called... Shorty stories? Exactly. Yeah. Shouty stories. Shorty stories. It's a collection of shouty stories. I, I mean... <laughs> I'm in. Listen, yes, I'm into the business. I don't want to be the one who has to write them, so we'll hire somebody to do the writing of the shorty stories. All right, so if you're listening to this, I expect at least five by next week. (laughs) Yes. Shorty stories. And then five shorty stories, and we'll pick whoever does the best. And don't make them gross. Be respectful. You know, I'll make them gross. Shorty. Listen, you got... got Ben is going to be judging on certain criteria. I'll be judging on certain criteria. We'll meet in the middle. Yeah. All right. So make them real gross. All right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this is based on that. And from what I understand, I've heard a lot of people that have read the the book and seen the movie be like, actually, the movie's kind of better. I believe that. Because, again, as I said, it is one of those shorter stories and stuff. And, like, this adds probably a lot more adventure and fun. It's probably shorter. <laughs> hour and a half pretty be. brisk movie yeah, it honestly. Might be, yeah. it a is a pretty one. brisk movie you're and like the only time it kind of drags for me is the scenes where it's the townspeople and the sheriff arguing like those yeah scenes, it's just back like, at the bar yeah it's very jaws like it is so yeah. jaws like they totally rabble 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 yeah the shit out of it and then go form mm. a mob and uh-huh. go for some private justice though i re- 
private, private justice. justice. This is very much a king thing. Okay, a king checklist. King Make checklist. Make up a phrase. Where he can't remember the word he's trying to think of, and he's like... Honey, what's that thing where you go like people they they want like justice but like the law doesn't it's revenge, do it. Revenge, honey, that's called revenge. No, 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 not that. There's the word where it's it's got justice in it. It's like uh, it's your your own justice. Like a pri- like private justice. Does that sound right? Private justice, dear. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'll write that down. Dinner it's it's vigilante justice you were looking for, Stephen King. <laughs> vigilante justice. No, just make up the phrase and keep saying it. <laughs> That's how it works. You say it so much what's that it, you then make it significant. Like yeah. he makes it a significant part private of the movie. Justice. What is it in it? It's like got your bird or what the fuck oh, ever they God. say in that. Nobody got, says that. There's so many things in there in uh, it that nobody says. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody at all. Yeah. He also wrote the screenplay for this. Is that right? He did. There uh, originally Don uh, Cascarelli, a director of the Phantasm movies, was uh, supposed to direct this, and and he and his writing partner brought a script, and Dino De Laurentiis, producer, didn't really like the script, and eventually uh, they just had Stephen King do it because they couldn't really find anything else satisfactory. So I bet it, they called him and he's like, I'm going to be awake for the next 48 hours anyway. I'll do it, yeah. I'll turn it in. <laughs> um, and and it, it has the feel of a, a Stephen King script because oh, it feels yeah. like a novel yeah. as a movie. Exactly, yeah. including narration. Yes, including narration for no reason. You don't need it. Let's talk about this narration, uh-huh. because this is one of the things that the movie kicks off with. We have a an adult-sounding woman talking about, like, in the spring of whatever, that's when the killings began, and we find out through the movie that that's the, the older sister talking and narrating this entire tale right. to us about this summer where there's all these crazy werewolf killings and stuff. Uh-huh. But, okay, in her storytelling of right. this, there's so many things... That she was not there to see, no, or was not involved in whatsoever, and some things she couldn't have possibly seen or known about. The priest had dreams. The priest having a nightmare. Yeah, how would she know that? How would she possibly? He's dead at the end of the movie. Right, she couldn't have asked him later about yeah. it. Yeah, there's no scene in the movie where she's like, "Hey, priest, have any dreams lately?" And he's what like, the, "Well, actually, what if there was a cut scene? You know, because like there's that when she comes to like get bottles or whatever, yeah, yeah. and we see him." So we see that his eye has been, you know, injured, and Fucked we know off. now he's the werewolf. That's like 61 minutes into the movie. What if just in that scene, she had been like, oh, um, hey, have you had any dreams lately? And he was like, yeah, I had this weird dream where everybody turned into werewolves. And yep. she was like, oh, okay, cool. That's how she would know. That's how That's she would know. That's the only way yeah. she would know. <laughs> and all the stuff like her brother was doing on his own. Yeah, and like his interactions with like he Uncle Red on he their own. They, like he could have told her those things, but then there's also stuff where it's just Uncle Red, and it's like, well, so wait, is she telling the story of like five other people's stories? And so, like, yeah. are we then supposed to believe like, oh, it's an unreliable narrative? And then it's like, well, what does that add to the fucking story? I don't know. I don't need that. I'll say though, like, I can spin it another way and still enjoy it. Okay, because. I can look at this as like, okay, from the standpoint of this is a child who has retold the recollection of all these things that happened to his sister. Uh-huh. 
His sister, being a child, has then, you know, recounted, retold this story to herself and others many times. She's right. now an adult. But, like, whenever you hear about those cases where, like, a kid has been, like, let's say, abused, not to get super mega dark right. here, but a lot of times they, they describe it as being, like, my uncle was a monster, you know? Ah, the priest okay. was a monster. Uh, and, like, I, I've seen, um, there's some documentary we watched recently I talked about on the show about these kids that are being abused by their family uh-huh. and stuff. And it showed like drawings that the kids had done when they were kids yeah. of, you know, their uncles or whoever it was that was abusing them and they would make them into monsters. Right. So I kind of like spinning this in my head. Okay. As the priest wasn't literally a monster. It's just that the kid perceived him as being one because this priest was after him and abusing and killing people. Right. Okay. So that can be kind of cool. All right. Yeah. No, I get that. That, that works. But what is the setting where this narration is being told? Because it made me think for a while. It's like, is this at her brother's funeral? It does feel that way. It does feel like she's telling a story like after his death. Like, this is the thing that I think about most when I think of him. Because at first, it almost reads like a diary entry. Spring 1976. That's when the killings began, yada, yada. You're like, am I in her journals right now? Right. But then at the end of the movie where she's like, and now I can finally say it. I love you. And then you're like, wait, is this a eulogy? Right. Also, what if you were at this kid's funeral and his sister got up and told this entire hour and a half story about werewolves? It would be the coolest funeral you've ever gone to, honestly. Okay, you know what? Now that I think about it, anybody that's listening, I die, you go to my funeral, you got to tell some crazy fucking story. About a werewolf. About a werewolf priest that was after me as a child. Just go ahead and spin it. Back when uh, Ben's legs didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got over it. We all better. remember. Yeah. Well, Just, your your kid legs fell off and your adult legs came in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. They fall out at a certain age and yeah. your adult legs come in. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, if you're at my funeral, uh, tell my tale. I will. Tell my story. <laughs> Bullshit the fuck out of it. And I hope it's like 10 different people and they all have different stories. Yeah. And the funeral lasts about 15 hours. That would be fun, right? Sure. People be enthralled. Yeah. It'll be like a movie marathon, only it's a storytelling narration right. marathon. I also wonder about in the narrative because in the movie, we're shown moments where, um, what's his name? Uh, Corey Haim's character. Corey uh, Haim. Marty. Where Marty is just like staring at stuff yeah and it's like i assume he's thinking things but we don't know what he's thinking uh-uh. uh in, in one instance it's right before his his friend gets killed by the werewolf he just kind of stares at him that was a right weird when he beat, leaves right yeah and it's like is this kid like telepathic or like can he see the future how like, kingy is this getting right and then there's another scene where he's just watching kids play and staring at their legs. Staring like, at them legs, man. Boy, I wish my legs worked. Oh, It's so <laughs> it's pitiful, like, man. It's real pitiful, and it's like too far into the movie. Like, it did they is. really think like somebody's watching this, and they're like, I don't see what the problem is with this kid. And I think like, this kid's an asshole. Oh, wait. He don't have legs at work. Oh, I get it right. now. Now I feel bad for the yeah. kid. Yeah. Because he wants to be able to walk. Got it, was, it. It wasn't like the scene previous. Everybody was like, man, walking's the best. And he was like, oh, and like wheeled away sadly. The fireworks are canceled for this year. We're replacing it with a walkathon, <laughs> asshole. And he's like really sad about it. And like the movie seems to, because like 
you know, uh, what's his name? Gary Busey, Uncle Red, he's he's going out of his way to be like, he's a normal kid, you know, just because like, he's in work. Him, man. He's yeah. in his corner. And it's like, it seems like everybody's in his corner except for his sister who's just jealous that guts. everybody's in his corner. Man, his sister really hates yeah. his guts. See, but that's, I mean, that's understandable. Kids can get real, like, yeah, especially, yeah, especially when they're not getting any sort of attention, which they're... I mean, their parents did seem to be shitty at paying attention to her. Pretty absent. Yeah. That dad, I'm not sure if he has any lines in the movie. No, I don't think so. I think he's just there to do the very fucking boomer dad thing and wear a chef's hat while he's grilling burgers. Oh, gosh. I gotta go put on my uniform (sighs) since I'm cooking once a year. Like, I, you know, as a kid, when dad, well, in my case, it would be my my drunk uncle, Uncle Uncle Sam would be the one grilling and it would be like the only time he would cook yep and it would just be burnt everything like everything would be overcooked you suck at it you're not good at because you don't practice because you cook once right. a year idiot yeah it wasn't until i was because as a kid you don't even care you're just like oh this is great tastes like it was cooked over a flame yeah this isn't as good as mcdonald's but yeah you know, whatever but then as an adult when you go to like one of your friends who is that guy and he's cooking and oh you're like God. oh shit you don't know what the fuck you're doing dude. this is disgust why Can don't I you learn in? to cook why not right <laughs> you're an adult Oh, my God. Yeah, the parents don't really have a whole lot to do with these no. kids. No, they don't. And Which, that's, again, it's King Checklist. Yeah, King Checklist, and also just 80s. It's very 80s yeah. in that way that, like, I remember parents just not caring as much about where their kids were, even though there was, like, constantly, all throughout the 80s, the, like, child abduction scares, satanic the satanic panic, panic yeah. all those things. Even then, our parents were like, yeah, but that's somewhere else. Go have fun. Yeah, go have fun. <laughs> yeah. Get home uh, in time for dinner, I guess. Right, yeah. I'm going to be out here burning some burgers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Overcooking the fuck out of some meat for you. Hell yeah. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it, it does, though. It, it does, like, there, there's some stuff to this where, like, I see, um, you know, Stranger Things taking from this. Sure. Uh, for sure, that like just feel of like child freedom and whatnot, and being on your own adventure. Yeah, you know, having to fend for yourself as a child against big bad grown ups and stuff. Yeah, a yeah. tale as old as time. <laughs> um, also, the uh, that recent uh, Mike Flanagan Midnight Mass. Oh, I, I saw him watch that dude. Very good. I've heard that it's fucking yeah, boss. Yeah, I think anybody who's uh, had a religion in their past, grown up religious or was religious I'm for listening. any period of time. He's going to connect to it. But yeah, it also does seem to take from Silver Bullet. As we know, Mike Flanagan, huge Stephen King fan too. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this has been influential, even though it's not like... It's not bad. I mean, we're talking about it. It's not bad. It's not a bad no. movie. It's fun. It is. It's got really good moments to it. Well, and as we said on the show, too, there are very few great werewolf movies. Right. There's a yeah. lot of ones that are fun and good, but like in yeah. terms of ones that are like great, it's yeah. like, okay, American Werewolf, mm. Dog Soldiers. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. There are a few other. It. Late Phases of the Moon, I think. Well, I mean, we haven't done it, so I, I can't say for sure, but the one time I watched it, I was like, I think this is saying... It's a, some very interesting stuff about aging and whatnot. Mm, okay. So yeah, sometimes vampire vampires, uh, werewolves can be used in interesting ways. I think they tickle that here because the lore in this is that he doesn't change on the full moon. 
he kind of becomes more wolfy the more the moon is. is I like that. That's cool, right? I think that's cool. It's kind of a seesaw effect of just like he's less in control right? the closer to the full moon cycle that it gets. That's something that I do like about this too, man. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, during the scene when... I can't remember who it is. I think it's the uh, Sheriff John Locke from Lost. Uh-huh, John Locke. Uh, the like, stepdad himself. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. He's like watching the priest change, and the priest being kind of vulnerable in the state of change, like grabs that bat and whacks him. Yeah. Like, I like that he's conscious and sentient. Like, right. he still seems to know what he's fucking doing. I mean, obviously, at the end of the movie, he goddamn cuts the electricity out. Yeah. He's not an animal when he's a werewolf. He is just a fucking beast that has the ability to kill and murder and do whatever he wants to. But he I see, think it's kind of neat. He may have because this is something we were talking about where the the kill order, it seems like the first person he kills is the town drunk um, and then the next person he kills is a woman who uh, is, is pregnant out of wedlock and is about to commit suicide because of it. Yeah. And then the next person he kills is also the alcoholic uh, father who's mean to his daughter and says that all people in wheelchairs should be gassed. Oh, my God. He hates on some fucking disabled (laughs) people. Good Lord. So it's like those three people, it's like, is he killing them as like, like he thinks there's some justice? (laughs) Well, kind of. But he thinks there's some sort of like way that he's. It's making like the world retribution, a or yeah. yeah, making things a little bit better. Well, he has that argument that he's like saving that woman's soul. Because right, suicides go to hell, but if I murder her, she won't go to hell. Right, like that's that's so fucked up and warped to think that a priest would be like, I'll commit murder right. to keep this to woman save from going you from to hell. hell. Right, that's I think that's a fucking awesome premise. Yes, it is. And but then then, it, then he kills a kid for no reason. Just kill a kid. Just kills a kid. And it's like, wait, what? But then if we think about what if he's in less control, the like more full the moon is. Okay. Then maybe that's what was happening. But then he, on a full moon, comes to that house, takes out the electricity. Like, yeah. All that seems he's to be much more in control. control yeah. It? Yeah. So huh. it seems inconsistent. And I, and I don't think, I, I believe in the short story, it was just full moon is when they changed. Was so this it? was, yeah, this was for the script. Okay, but yeah. I, I like but again, that that's King. I think that's just fine, honestly, to kind of yeah, twist fine. that myth around. And it would have been really neat if, and again, I've not read the book. Maybe it is like this in the book where, you know, he got out of control at the full moon one time, uh-huh. murdered somebody, and he's just like, I'm a priest, but I'm already damned for committing the sin of murder. Right. So I might as well just try to clean up the world and right. kill pedophiles and you know bad people right and, shit. and then not have him kill that other kid but then have him try to kill this kid because this kid knows his secret i mean that's another movie and i'm here to watch yeah absolutely movie. that's fucking cool actually yeah yeah but kind of like it's kind of like a, a mix of this and wolf cop where he's like yeah trying to clean up but he's not as in control and yeah with that a would dash be- of boondock saints in there <laughs> how about that <laughs> Little bit of this. We're gonna have, have him say some stupid prayer while he does shit. Oh, it'd be so yeah. fucking sick, dude. Yeah, okay, we get that cool. tattooed. Yeah, <laughs> we get that veritas aqueous, whatever. Oh, we should get that together sometime. Let's do it. Let's get it matching. <laughs> I bet nobody's ever done that. No, no one, no one ever. That'd be cool. Uh-huh, be we'll do cool, that, man. and then we'll get we'll get the eleven tattoo. Ooh, yeah. very good. Nothing I like problematic that. about getting numbers tattooed on you. Are people doing that? Yes. <laughs> Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Wow. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. Even if you love Stranger Things, don't do that. There's a better way to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, but yeah, like his his logic of why he's killing all these people is kind of all over the road. Yeah. I don't think it really bugs me that no, much. No, it's not a at problem. The end of the day, honestly. The movie is kind of, I mean like this is the the year before he directs um uh Maximum Overdrive. Oh, word. Which was like that is the height of King Cocaine King. Oh yeah. So he's like in the midst of it here. And it has, as we said, it feels like a TV movie because it's directed by Dan Atias, who had only worked in TV at that well, point. Well, that makes sense. Though, he's gone on to work. He's gone on to work uh, on stuff like Buffy, The Sopranos, The Wire. Holy shit. Always Sunny, The Heavy Walking hitter. Dead, The Boys. Like, he's he's worked on Guy's major shit. It. So, like, this is just early in his career. This is the only film he's done. He was brought on to replace Don Coscarelli. Like... He's kind of in a bad position, and he's also in the midst of a fight between Dino De Laurentiis and Stephen King regarding the the werewolf uh, design by uh, Carlo Rimbaldi, which we've already said, not great. It's not a great design. It's really not. Yeah. And the thing is, Carlo Carlo Rimbaldi... Color Rimbaldi is famous because he's, he's the first special effects artist to be called to prove that his work is not real in a court of law for real yeah Wait, for, based on what uh, a fulci movie he did there was a dog mutilation and they thought it was a real dog they thought they'd actually mutilated a dog so Holy he had shit. to prove to a, a courtroom that he had done this with makeup so whoa like he's famous for that he'd also worked on stuff like et and heard Dune. of it yeah heard of yeah. that one uh-huh. mm-hmm. and and uh, dino de Laurentiis's movie before this conan the destroyer Oh, All shit. of them, you know, big effects things. Yeah. Um, the effects designs for this aren't great, and in fact, yeah. Um, the scene where the the uh, super actor guy but discovers his dead child. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a there was a dead child made. They made a dead kid. They made a dead kid, and the uh, the actor who uh, played the father said that it looked like a department store mannequin with jelly poured on it. The weird thing is, is I was going to say, I thought that that dad was a department store mannequin or an animatronic. <laughs> Cause that guy, he, like he just fucking yeah. He he looks. He's in the uncanny valley is. naturally, twenty four seven. That is his place of residence. Yeah, like is the this a robot? Valley. I kept thinking like, is that a bald cap? I don't no, know. Like you're trying to figure out what's wrong with this person. Like why he doesn't look. Something human. in your brain goes. Yeah. Something is not normal yeah, here. Not with this normal person. here. No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so he said he said it looked so bad, and the director Dan Atias was just like, I cannot shoot that. Like, there's no way we can light it or anything to make it look better. Because dead kid, right? Which would make sense. Like, why did they even make it? But um, the the actor was just like, don't worry. Like, I'll just do a reaction. You never cut away from me. Just keep on me. I'll distract people by acting really fucking weird. (laughs) What does he say? He's like, it's my boy. <laughs> what the fuck is he going through, man? 
It's insane. Yeah. He's so over the top. But you know what? He did distract us from the fact that we didn't see, didn't the, see the dead department kid. store dummy covered in jelly. That's fair. Yeah. That's true, man. <laughs> but yeah, the actual look of the werewolf, from what I understand, the the production of the suit took like way longer than they thought. Yeah, it, it took, took them like, like three, three months. months. Yeah, to, so to get it. They had already started filming like the non werewolf uh-huh. portions, and then it was like, okay, we're under a time crunch. We got the, the suit done. Yeah, let's start filming. It shows up, and it's just like, so it's a bear. Right, this is it looks a, like a bear, a were bear movie. Right, and and the thing is, they had uh, uh, like a like a dancer, uh, a movement expert in the suit at like first. Dog soldiers, yeah, right. And uh, uh, De Laurentiis didn't like it. Oh, so they dumped him. And Everett McGill's in the suit. So it's... it's oh, an, really? It's him yeah. in there? It's an actor who's not known for his physicality mm-hmm. as so much as his like his look and his voice and stuff. And his out-of-place southern accent. His out-of-place southern accent, yeah. like mm. So it's Everett McGill in there, and, you know... I think they shot it wisely. They did. I'll put it they that did way. a good job of not showing yeah. it too much. The majority like, of the movie, it's back of it. It's a claw. It's an arm. Right. Um. It's a glimpse. Yeah. But like the first time that I think we really get the full Monty, like this is what it looks like. Here's its face. Is at the end of the movie. Right. During that last scene, and I thought that that was kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, especially for a horror movie, it's like, show the monster. Like, let me see how fucking right. cre- crazy and creepy this thing is. Uh, but I think that they did this very wisely, where they were like, you know what? Let's just not show it a lot. Right. I guess we have to for this last scene. Well, again, like, as I said, uh, Dillerentis and, and Stephen King, basically their main fight on this was about that werewolf design. King liked it, and Dillerentis hated it. Yeah. And Danatias was having to shoot it. <laughs> so, like, he's he's having to try to please Stephen King. This is the 10th adaptation of a King movie. So, at this point, Jeez. you need to please Stephen King. Yeah. And then also trying to please his producer, Dino De Laurentiis, who's more influential than King. So, he's, like, you've got to go with both of them somehow. So, he's shooting it the best he can. I mean, we got the transformation scene, which is not great. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, really, the, the hallmark, the touchstone. Mm. Uh, any werewolf movie. Of any yeah. werewolf movie, yeah. yeah. Show me the man transforming into yeah. the Wolof. Yeah. That's kind of the cornerstone. And, mm. you know, by this time, we'd seen the most masterful one ever, American right. Werewolf. Yep. Uh, which is so striking. It's, mm-hmm. it's so long and yeah. painful and shown and plain. It's not daylight, but it's like well-lit room. There's no ducking behind a piece of furniture and emerging in a a ripped shirt, Universal Mm -hmm. Monster style. Right. Um, So we've already kind of seen the best of the best. This movie, how do you think it holds up with the transformation? Okay, so it's all practical. So that's a positive. Thumbs up. The end result of the wolf, I think, is the problem. I think the actual werewolf design is the problem. Where the transformation looks fine. It's okay. But the end result is just like, meh. It's like you want to be scared at the end. Like the howling. Like like you want to be savage. fucking just like, what the fuck is that? Instead, it's just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the end result. Yeah. Apparently, the whole thing was actually bare fur. Oh, okay. So it's like, well, yeah, it's it a, bear. Like a bear, right? Then, right. Um, the D transformation, though, 
looks amazing. That's what I was thinking, man. Because like when he, whenever he was like actually transforming into the werewolf, uh-huh. it looks very rubbery. A lot of times the eyes are doing like really derpy things, like that's the problem. Around in the head. And they look like the eyes of an animatronic at like exactly. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, yeah. it's like the opposite of what we talked about, the troll, where it's like right. there's people eyes in there. It's creepy. Uh-huh. This is like okay, so none of this is real, Got right? It. Yeah, so you're just not as creeped out, and yeah, it's being operated by you know several people with remotes and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it yeah, it just doesn't doesn't sell to it me. It doesn't sell to me. It doesn't but really it, sell. It's it's better than some other werewolf designs we've seen. I guess so. so. I mean, it's definitely better than a, a CG werewolf would be ever. Yeah, I feel like. And the detransformation scene at the end, whenever he gets shot by the silver bullet and transforms back to human, I think that's actually pretty effective. Yes. Yeah. Even like the the gross stuff, like the hair like retracting yeah. back in, is like gross and kind of beastly. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty neat. Pretty I think convincing. all the middle stages of the transformation are what you would expect. Yeah. And then as it it, it gets to a point where you're like, and it'll keep going, right? It'll become more wolfy. Instead, nah, nah, nah. Just more berry, more berry, more berry. Yeah. Really. <laughs> now, the one transformation scene that I think is pretty cool is in the priest's dream, whenever mm. he's having that yes. like group funeral, I yeah, guess, yeah. and he has this dream where the entire congregation changes, and that's shot really smart. Where yeah. you're just getting flashes, so each person is in a different stage of the makeup, and you just flash all over the it's place. It's nightmarish, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, including uh, cutting over there to the organ player who's still jamming <laughs> as a werewolf. I love the werewolf love organ player. Yeah, this needs some soundtrack. Yeah, fucking I enjoy cool. that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh-huh. Like those shots to me are pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, overall, like that's that's the part of the movie where I'm like, this could be better. Yeah. As far as what I'm saying about this being like, what else would you want from an '80s Stephen King werewolf movie? Yeah. A better looking werewolf. A better looking werewolf would be nice. Um, other than that, yeah, I think like they do a good job of building the story. You could cut the narration completely and just have. A character say one or two lines that covers the exposition yeah, of that exposition narration. Shit out of that, and right? It's fine. Probably fine. Yeah. Do you think this movie would be better if we ever got to find out how the priest became a werewolf? Because that's no. something that's never touched on. Yeah, yet. I don't want to know. I like not knowing. I like that it's just like he is a werewolf, and that's just how it is. And he seems to it seems to be new ish, right? Because he's they don't say he just moved in, do they? I don't or even he remember. Been there for a yeah, while. I'm not or is that sure. what that meeting was at the beginning? Welcome where the- our new priest, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, in the book, the description of how he becomes a werewolf is revealed. Oh, okay. But it's like vague as fuck. Oh. Uh, again, cocaine decisions. It has right, something gotcha. to do with like he was in a graveyard picking flowers. Who wouldn't be? Like you do. Uh huh. And he put them in a vase, and they like wilted immediately. Oh and no! Then he started werewolfing. Ah. Right? Makes total sense. Ah. So, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? There's even parts in this movie where I was, like, thinking to myself, like, does he know that he's a werewolf? Or is he just, like, you know, blanking out in the middle of the night, and then somebody's dead the next day, and he doesn't know what happened? And that seems like it would have been a cool way to go, where he's slowly realizing he's the werewolf. That's cool. But instead, no, he knows. And we know, too. And we know. Because, like, five minutes into the movie, whenever you meet him for the first time, Kate was like, is he the werewolf? 
It's like not really that well buried. I, and I can't say for sure because I as again, I saw this as a kid and I saw it a lot of times. So I don't remember when I realized he was the werewolf. But yeah. again, I was a kid, so it was probably not until like he was actually becoming a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I, I don't think it's hidden well. It doesn't. There's no other suspect in my mind. No, nobody else is indicated. Maybe it could be cool if it turned out like maybe it was the uncle. Where it's like, oh, oh yeah, he's okay. all cool. He's also definitely trying to kill that kid the whole movie. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah, he's, he's like, you got no legs. Probably got a death wish, right? <laughs> you want a three-wheeler that can go 60 miles per hour? Oh, Jesus. You want a helmet? No, you don't. There's a reason they banned three-wheelers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> go out there and have some fun, kid. Yeah. Like, maybe it could have been him, but nah. Nah. That no. would have been interesting, though. I would have liked to have seen that. Like, it would have... I think it would have said more, too, because... He deals with alcoholism. It seems like a perfect king thing. Totally. To have the alcoholic uncle the beast be within. this like super sweet, fun, awesome guy, and then sometimes he's this beast. Sometimes he loves a pork dinner. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> he, he's a beast. He says he loves pork tartare. Um, we got to talk Ooh. about how Gary Busey ad-libbed almost everything he said. I love it. It's I amazing. fucking love. It. Apparently, like they did have the entire script mm-hmm. all written out, and yeah. they would film the script cut, and then they'd be like, "All right, Gary, yeah, just you do you," yeah. and they'd film the Gary cut. And King himself went and said to go with his uh, ad lib almost every time. He was juicy for Busey. He was juicy for Busey, and why wouldn't him. he be? Busey's coming hard in this. I mean, he's not. He's not like out of his mind. Later Busey, because uh, Gary Busey had a, a motorcycle accident in 1988 and had some brain damage, and may, it may have contributed him to becoming a bit more over the Lucy. top. Over yeah. the top, let's uh-huh. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's still Busey in this. Oh, he's, he's coming Busey hard. Yeah. hard, man. And he has, honestly, so much fucking lovable charisma in he this. He does, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's on his damn, what, third divorce. He's drunk all the time. <laughs> piss on the Yankees. Piss, piss on, on the, the Pirates, Phillies. whatever yeah. he says. I mean, he's just a fucking fun guy. And every time he's on screen, he really just brings a lot of appeal. I he can't does. describe it, yeah. man. Yeah. I wouldn't describe Gary Busey as typically being a very appealing <laughs> dude. I mean, right. he, he is a character, man. He is a character, yeah. But I think in this movie, he does have quite a lot of fucking charisma yeah. and charm that he brings to the movie. Yeah. And I love too that like he's the guy that doesn't look at his nephew as being disabled in any way. Right. His parents, everybody else is all just like, oh, you know, yeah. he's disabled, he can't walk, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, there ain't nothing wrong with him. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what, it's exactly what the kid needs, especially because, again, everybody's treating him. But like... His sister and his uncle don't treat him that way, and he gravitates toward his sister and his uncle. Even though his sister is mean to him. or Well, she's not mean to him. She just doesn't like him. He was her cross to bear, she right. says. Yeah. Kind of brutal. That is brutal. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck happened that he can't walk? That's I don't never think revealed. it says. No. Yeah. Again, doesn't really bug me, but I'm just kind of surprised they never brought that up. I... Y- child who has to deal with disabled um uh sibling is another king thing yeah because pet cemetery that's true right that's a thing huh why is he 
He's he's interesting, that king. You know what? He's like, can you imagine being a kid and your brother can't walk? That'd be the worst for you. Let's write about it. <laughs> Let's write a story about it. Huh. That's kind of fucked up. It is fucked up, huh. yeah. Now, while that dang old um, Gary Busey is on screen, he is spitting some lines at us. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some stuff to say. What you know about... Uh, uh, Bald-headed, jumped-up Jesus Palomino. <laughs> How about that string of words that means exclamation? The thing he says after he finds out that his niece and nephew have been sending, like, ransom note, kill-yourself letters to the priest. Oh, my God, man. I got some stuff to say about this, because <laughs> this entire fucking town is the goddamn sassiest, lippiest, mouthiest mm-hmm. town yeah. that has ever existed. Yeah. Everybody in this fucking thing, man. Dude, like, there's that part where um, Corey Haim is talking about his sister, and he's just like, yeah, she's over there trying on some new shirt, trying to show off her tits. Uh Uh-huh. Like, she's the first person ever had tits before. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. There's that part where all the people are out hunting for that werewolf in that foggy-ass forest, and that guy gets scared, and that lady's like, what are you going to do, make lemonade in your pants? Like they're like they're five year olds. Yeah, like they are children. Yeah, they're it's children. It's a town full of alcoholic right. children uh-huh. pretending to be adults. Man. Yeah, uh, there's some scene in there where Corey Haim is with Gary Busey, and Busey's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Well, I ain't here to look at your pretty face <laughs> or some shit like that." He even dunks on himself. Like the damn yeah. last line he speaks in the movie after the werewolf is dead and shit. His sister's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I don't think I can walk." <laughs> <laughs> It is a really funny thing to say, though. (laughs) What? But, dude, the ultimate, the ultimate is when he gets his sister on board. His sister goes and sees, yeah, the priest and sees the eye patch and shit. Uh She's like, oh, my God, it really is him. Yeah. Then Corey Haim is like, I know exactly what we should do. Cut to cut out magazine pages, ransom note letters. Yeah. I know who you are. Why don't you go kill yourself? Yep. Is he an internet troll? Yeah, basically. Is he the YouTube comments as yeah. a person? <laughs> Somebody needs to make that into like a react gif. Please. Oh yeah. my god. Just, Just a him GIF. with the 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 ransom note, then folding it up and putting it into yeah. the envelope. Why don't you go kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Not like why don't you stop or no, turn no, yourself in? No. Just Commit suicide, werewolf. Kill yourself, dick. (laughs) Seriously, this kid is the YouTube comments. He really is. IRL. He really is. And he says they send like two or three more of them, too. Yeah. So, and then Gary Busey, uh, he he says that they sent him letters saying, why don't you go gargle some glass or eat a rat, a rat poison pancake or something like that. Sounds right. (laughs) What? That's just Busey stuff. Very Busey, yeah. What would Busey do? WWBD. I don't know. This movie does have one of the raddest scenes in a werewolf movie, okay. and that is the creation of the silver bullet like it is the wield or like the, the forging of an axe in a fantasy movie. Yeah. It really is. By an old world craftsman. Right. Who, who says happened to set up a gun shop in this right. tiny fucking town. And knows about werewolves. Werewolves. Uh-huh. With a V for sure. How about Wolves. a werewolf? He says. How about a werewolf? <laughs> he knows what's up. 
What's that guy's story? He seems cool as hell, though. Yeah, we need more of him. More of him in this movie. What if that? What if that character was the character King put into everything? Like, okay. yeah, he's in Cujo. He's in like it or whatever. Like everybody just comes to his gun shop at some point. He forges a collar for Cujo. What about a Pennywise? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like that. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that'd be good, man. Yeah, you know, overall, you know, Gary Busey is is his over the top, silly yeah. drunkle best in this. Uh, Corey Haim, I think, is just an extremely lovable. He fucking Wonder Years, Fred Savage style. He looks like an kid. Ewok. Like his yeah. face looks like an Ewok to me. And I look at him, I'm just like, he's like a little teddy bear person. He really is. Yeah, bless so his cute. heart, man. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, old uh, Anne of Green Gables in here. <laughs> yep, as She's the sister. She's a, a good, hateful sister. Jennifer Connelly was up for that role, uh, and then she got the role in Phenomena, so she couldn't take it. So she took down a movie with unnecessary narration to join a movie with unnecessary narration. <laughs> the most unnecessary. The most <laughs> unnecessary. She joins the new world. <laughs> What a fucking movie. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. I, yeah, me too. It's so it's silly, great, man. Yeah. Um, otherwise, cast, I think everybody does a pretty good job. Again, overreacting dad. Mm-hmm. He's a lot. Yeah, he is. But everybody else, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. John Locke uh, is kicking. That guy. That guy's always solid. It took me a minute to recognize yeah. him, dude. Like, he What's was on screen. Again? I was like... Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. I know this guy from mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And then just at a certain angle, I was like, oh, it's fucking John Locke. Yeah. He's on the island. He's already dead. He's already dead. He's already dead. He right. didn't even know yeah. it. Yep. And he's off there. He's off being an evil stepfather. We're going to have to do the stepfather sometime. I've never seen it. It's something. I mean, it sounds it's like something. right up my alley. So yeah, for sure. I do yeah. need to watch it, man. Uh-huh. So I can't really complain about the cast or, or much of the acting in this. It's no. it's on par for an 80s yep. Stephen King production. It's kind of what I want out of it, yep. you know? Yep. Now, what do you think about some of the killings that happen in this thing? The uh, the the killing of the lady to uh, prevent her from committing suicide is brutal as fuck. All he that, is like, just flesh ripping, ripping her apart. It is pretty fucking savage yeah. like that's the most like beastly wolf-like killing yeah. in the movie to me because it's just claws ripping mm-hmm. through flesh man and then uh we get the the guy who goes the guy who's watching uh brian adias oh in an nwa match from 84 NWA. i couldn't figure out exactly who the match was against and if i do and I'm going to. You're gonna. Because I already mission. watched like five Brian Adias matches trying to figure out which wow. one it was. Uh, but he's watching the NWA and, well, he's probably watching Mid-Atlantic. Whatever. Technicalities, uh, all right. Uh, he's getting involved in it. But he goes out to his oh, elaborate parts. Right. <laughs> he goes out to his elaborate greenhouse. Okay, dude. All that right. You know every drunk man who wants to kill handicapped people has. He's a plant enthusiast. Yes. Plant parent. He's got a he's got a bumper sticker on his Prius that says hashtag plant parent. Yeah, for sure. Okay, plant parenthood. So yeah, plant parent. So this guy has incredible hearing. Yeah. He's in the house, drunk as tits, watching Razzlin. Yelling. Yelling at it. Uh huh. But he can hear a terracotta pot being broken in his elaborate greenhouse, probably like a hundred yards away. Yeah. This guy's hearing is incredible. Yeah. And he marches out there to his highly elaborate greenhouse. Dude, if you're that guy and you have a greenhouse in your backyard, it's full of pot. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what like it would have made all the sense in the world if he walked out there 
and it was full of pot. No, it's full of rhododendrons and elevators. Yeah, no, this guy, he just loves flowers. Scared as shit of spiders, though. He's never <laughs> seen one in his life. I'm sure that's not an everyday encounter for him. Right. I do really love that scene, though, where you yeah, have the werewolves really under the fucking floorboards. Yeah, and it breaks through the fucking floorboards. That's, that's rad, dude. Fucking sick. And yeah. the way that it kills him, too, is like a floorboard is broken. Yeah, he's like pulls him in, like stakes him into the fucking heart. Death by splinter? Yeah. Ooh, man. Ugh. Also kind of cool to see a werewolf giving a guy a vampire killing. Yeah. Stake through the heart, huh? Good point. What Pretty if that cool. guy was a vampire? That's why he killed him. That's why he killed him. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so there's reasons for all this. Maybe one of the people he killed, maybe that kid was actually a Frankenstein. <laughs> he might have been. We don't know. That kid did seem to be scared of fire. That's why whenever yeah. uh, Corey Haim was watching him walk away, he was, wa- he was watching to see if he'd do the stiff leg, yeah. arms out. Uh, Frankenstein uh, He was listening for the car. groaning. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh-huh. That's what it was. <laughs> That's why he did it. He it knew what he was doing, man. Sense. But yeah, whenever he like pulls him through on that uh, that stake, uh-huh. it's really fucking brutal. The beheading that the movie opens with, yeah, like okay. So I love that you see the head fly off, and then you totally get like hereditary effect. Uh huh. Cuts to next day, head covered in ants. Yep. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. I think it's that's pretty cool. It seems like bugs love human heads. They just love them. It's the oh. best part. Yeah. They never let you get on there while they're alive. No, that's true. Yeah. That's what it is. Bugs are like, they see the head and they're like, man, the moment you can't stop me, I'm going to eat that head meat. Are bugs Dahmer? <laughs> are all bugs Dahmer? All bugs are Dahmer. Dahmer died and became all bugs. If you guys want a dead and lovely bumper sticker that says, are all bugs Dahmer? Just let us know, cause all bugs, Dahmer. We're due for some merch. We are. We do need. We do need some incomprehensible bumper stickers. Our bugs, Dahmer. Our bugs, Dahmer. If I saw somebody with that bumper sticker, I'd be. Like, I have questions. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you're talking about. Here. Yeah. What? I mean, I'm interested. Are they? I don't. I'm not afraid of you for asking that question. No. No. I want to know more. <laughs> Maybe it's a thing. Our bugs, Dahmer. Our bugs, Dahmer. <laughs> Trademark Dan Lovely. Yep. Just let us know about it. Um, there's also several kills with a baseball bat, because how yeah, about a werewolf peacemaker. using a baseball bat? A baseball bat he stole from the, the, the Reservoir Dogs guy. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't old put Joe. together that was him, but mm-hmm. yes, absolutely so. Yeah. Now, uh, here's my theory. Okay. This is based on werewolf lore in other flicks that we've seen, such as a teen wolf, where you uh, become okay. a werewolf and you choose a sport, a basketball. Okay. Does yeah. every werewolf choose a sport? Uh, another movie that came out in the 80s, Full Moon High, was about a werewolf playing football. So playing yes, football. Yes. Every werewolf chooses a sport. Is there a wolf soccer movie? Have we seen it yet? I feel like the claws would pop the ball. It'd be tough. It would be tough. That's probably part of the challenge, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about this? Do we get a we get a motorsport werewolf? Do we get a NASCAR werewolf? I would love. He only comes out of the night races. X Games werewolf. X Games werewolf. <laughs> He just—he does all of them. He rides the motorcycle, he's extreme. He fucking skateboarding, all Holy of it. Shit. Yeah, rollerblade. He kills Sean White. Oh my god! Just drinks Finally. his blood. Yeah. Apparently, the guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh-huh. We've heard from friends of friends. Yeah, piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll fight you, Sean White. Yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah, and if a werewolf were to drink your blood, I wouldn't be mad. I ain't crying. 
I ain't gonna cry about it. Is that a threat? If you say if a werewolf were to drink your blood, I ain't gonna I, cry. Would any jury in the world be like, "That sounds like a threat, Mister"? It's a deadly threat. Yeah. I don't think so. What if it's a werewolf full of? Dra- or it's a jury of Draculas. Ooh, wow. like, oh no, blue, blue. a werewolf. We are here at Night Court. Blue, blue. To, yeah, Night Court. Night Court. <laughs> yeah, of course it would be. Why not? <laughs> Right? Yeah, it would be. So you become a werewolf, you choose a sport. Uh Uh-huh. And this guy chose baseball. He, he chose, chose baseball. the, the route yeah. of pain because he clubs some fuckers with a he baseball does. bat. He does. He kills two people with that baseball yeah. bat. And it seems like his claws would be more effective. So it's like the I werewolf know, right? was like, this will be more painful for them. I It'll guess. be fun for me. Yeah. He's a sadist. I mean, he's perfectly capable. He fucking Kool-Aid mans through a wall. So I assume that means he could rip a person apart. He does Kool-Aid man through a wall. I've never seen a werewolf (laughs) Kool-Aid. You know? But he does. But he does. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen a werewolf Kool-Aid. I haven't either. I haven't either. I haven't. No. But yeah, it's like, I, I kind of think that plays into his sentience of being like, I'm yeah. aware, I'm still conscious, here's yeah. a weapon, I have super strength, I'll fuck somebody up with this damn bat. I, and I also just love any time um, horror movies break through walls, because I, I've said before, like, wall, wall, like, there's this like concept in horror movies that being inside of a house is safe, just don't be near a door or a window. But walls are way more flimsy than you you really want to think about. Yeah. Um, like you just think about in Str- Stranger Things, like season one, when she like breaks through her fucking wall looking for Will. Like uh-huh. that that when, watching it as someone who's put up walls, that's like believable. Whereas a wall being a, a protection against somebody with a chainsaw is like, well, they just chainsaw through the fucking wall if for they sure. needed yeah. to. Has yeah. any of us ever? not been to a frat house party where somebody punched through drywall right it's, wood paneling they're pretty fucking flimsy <laughs> it's not that sturdy yeah, guys yeah 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 so the the werewolf coming through the wall to me was like super cool and like real intimidating even though the werewolf doesn't look great yeah the, that action, the action was, cool. was good yeah yeah and that entire scene is so tense and apparently too like gary Busey did his own stunts and whenever he gets uh, thrown yeah. against that mirror yeah and he stands up and he's like bleeding. That's real. Yeah. That's real Busey juice right yeah, yeah. there. The it was like one of those plastic mirrors to be safer, but then he just sh- sh- shard of it just went straight into his arm. Yeah. Well, plus he was so full of wild turkey, his blood was like water. <laughs> so it was just shooting everywhere. That was a yeah. juicy Busey right juicy there. I'll tell you Busey. what, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the entire finale I think is really good and tense. You yeah. got him like getting the shit beat out of him and that first time we like when uh she sees him through the window and we see him too like it like we see the werewolf she's the only one in the house who sees him but her reaction to it oh yeah um Busey didn't know that was gonna happen oh. so his reaction like where he's like ah when yeah, she's yeah. like that's for real it's like genuine yeah wow it's really good i love to it's just like hey irresponsible drunkle um, I'm falling asleep on the couch. I wake up because my lit cigarette burnt my fingers, <laughs> and then I drop the handgun that's in my other hand, which almost fires. And then he takes the silver bullet out of the handgun. Yeah, take it out. Which is like, I mean, stupid movie thing. But also, at this point, you kind of believe he'd do it because he's done so many, like, stupid, like, kind of, you know, uh, impulsive things up to this point. Yeah. But it... 
it do, it helps with the tension, but it's also like, well, fuck, like there are easier ways you could have done that. Probably like, have the have the werewolf knock it out of his hand, and it, I don't know, something happens. Something happens. Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a little bit of engineered tension, but I still do think it is. Yeah. Pretty nice intense at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Power goes off, all that yeah. jazz. I don't know, man. Like, there's some things in this movie that that could be better. Like I said, the werewolf design and stuff. Also, just some of the the weird stuff going on in this where, like you said, there's the shot where the kid's looking at all the other kid's legs. Uh-huh. I think that would have been a perfect time to incorporate ZZ Top's legs in the score. <laughs> It would have been great. I love the scene, too, where the girl is, like, going around looking for people what got one eye. Yeah. But all she finds is two-eyed people that are right. glaring at her with both eyes Everybody's wide open. Everybody's looking at her weird. Very weird. Like, she, she's the one who's supposed to be suspicious of everyone, but in the scenes, her face is normal and everyone's looking at her suspicious. Yeah. Like, that guy, I wish I, wish I could translate... That one guy in the barbershop's look that the that they linger on for way too long. They hang on to it. But he just looks like... It's like he's goofily expecting something. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen next? And then we're watching that for five seconds, and it's like, why? It hangs on to <laughs> just it. Just move on. Yeah, the camera's like, I want to make sure you see yeah. both of them eyes. <laughs> Then that one dude is like laying in the chair with a towel around right. his face, and she just like comes around and like unrolls it. Right. It's so fucking ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. Yeah. But it's still. Yeah, still. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I, this is not a. I do not dislike this movie. No. No. Like, there's so many things that make me think that I should. Yeah. I mean, primarily the fact that it's a werewolf movie where the werewolf doesn't look good. Right. But gosh, even at that. I'm so drawn in by this entire thing where it's, yeah, werewolf priest preying on a disabled child. That's yeah. so fucked up it's that I'm very like, okay, up. let's watch this movie. Yep. But then at the same time, it is just a fun, easy watch. It's an hour and a half. I think the pacing is pretty damn good in this. Huh? I think the soundtrack, okay, the soundtrack in this has cool stuff where it's like really synth heavy. Yeah. And then it's got like really sappy, yeah, Anne of Green Gables you know, soundtrack going on in there. Very t- made-for-TV movie soundtrack. Yeah. Like, the intro is, like, this really sappy, romantic, fluffy-sounding music. But some Which of the soundtrack... Which adds to the think, TV feel, It does. Too, yeah. It does. But I think some of the other soundtrack parts in this are actually pretty sick and fit the movie very well, so I don't really have any complaints there. Yeah. No, I mean... It, we, you know, I, I feel like we're we're winding down here, and I, I think we've addressed all my major complaints, but when it comes down to it, this is kind of a, a fun-ish movie. It doesn't... It's not like we're talking like Monster Squad levels of fun. Or Teen Wolf, yeah. Or even Teen Wolf. It's Yeah, there's, there's some comedic moments, because Gary Busey is being silly, uh, and then there's the fun moments where it's just a kid getting to do adventurous things and whatnot and shooting fireworks at a werewolf and all that. Uh, but then there's the downtime of the tension between the town folk and the sheriff. And then, yeah, her going around collecting bottles and looking at everybody's eyes takes way too long. That does like. take a while, yeah. Um, but even then, it's only about an hour and a half. Uh, and as a werewolf movie... As you said, aside from the werewolf not looking great, 
it's a, it's a solid movie. It's fun. It. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very time. kingy. Very kingy. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. so. So maybe if that's not your thing, this won't be your thing, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I enjoyed this movie. it. I think it's mm-hmm. fun. You gonna slap a number on this thing? Um, I'm gonna say it's like a four and a half, five. To oh, me. really? Yeah, it's not high because it's uh, like I. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's fun. But it's below Autopsy of Jane Doe. You'd yeah, watch that's Autopsy what I'm saying. Is, yeah, because that's that is my my touchstone there. And when I think of Autopsy of Jane Doe, I think it's much more like it's got a lot more going for it overall than okay. this does. But this just has like the fun factor and the Gary Busey and the uh, motorized wheelchair, like all that stuff and fucking Reverend Werewolf and like that stuff is fucking cool. But yeah. then like all the stuff in between, most of the connective tissue is just like, Bleh. meh, I gotcha. And then as we said, like there's not really some consistency to the werewolf character. It's really hard to figure that out. But overall... I'd watch this anytime it's on. Oh, totally, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one that you need to watch yeah. about every werewolf season. You watch this on a full moon, you're going to have yeah. a good time. There you go. I had a great time watching it. Again, it's only my second time, so I'm not like deeply right. mega familiar with this flick, but I absolutely will watch it again, Yeah, especially at fun time occasions where you just want to watch this flick with people. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's higher. I'm going to say like, uh, this is like a six and a half for me. That's it's just fair. fun, yeah. man. It's a fun flick to me. Uh-huh. So I enjoyed it a lot. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it as well. Let us know what you think about this flick over on our social media pages. You guys can find all of them over on our link tree. It's like yep. a dead and lovely link tree. You will find it. You can find our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, and of course, most importantly, our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. Yes. Uh, most recent one up there is the Stranger Things season right. four volume one uh and and we'll do a volume two follow-up shit yeah um the uh, if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl then we yep. draw from the smoking bowl and then yep. we cover the movie that we drew from the smoking bowl yep it's awesome yep. and then you listen to it and then you yeah you get to hear it and even. we are we've had feedback from people saying that was five dollars well spent yep people will say it they'll say like you know what what is i would have spent ten dollars yeah and you yeah. can if you want. Yeah, absolutely you can. You could. Because clearly we have to get a bunch of bumper stickers printed <laughs> about Bugs being Dahmer and a Kool-Aid werewolf. So we've got money to spend on stuff. Werewolf. I've never seen a werewolf Kool-Aid. No. I've never seen it. we got to have money to put into that shit. It's got to come from somewhere, and it's your pocket, okay? Yeah. So send it over our way. Also, be sure to rate and view on iTunes. Well, Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called. You know what I mean. Um, Spotify also be mm. sure to rate and review on there it really does help the show out a lot helps us pop up on the search engines and shit like that so it just takes a second doesn't cost a dime be sure to do that for us oh and we we haven't announced this yet but we do uh, the next uh, meetup Woo! is happening it's in happening November first weekend of November further details to come yes Mark your calendars. Um, but uh, just like last time, uh, fr- Friday night will be the major meetup, but we will also have people coming in from out of town, so we'll be doing stuff Thursday through Sunday morning. So, Huzzah! Yeah, we'll yeah. let you know. More details to come, but it will be a good gathering. Hell yeah. A gatheration, if you will. Yeah, a gatheration. <laughs> and unlike last year, it won't be 180 degrees. Yeah, because maybe it will. It'll still be warm. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we wanted to do October, November because it's not cold here early November. Not too bad. But it's not 
what it was last year. It's not hot. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking yeah, hot. I think we yeah. all almost got heat stress. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It was fucking brutal. <laughs> so yeah, be sure to mark your calendar so that I'm coming and hang out with your boys. Hell yeah. With your boys. And tune in next week for the next installment of the show, which is going to be a wild card birthday pick yeah who in the hell has a birthday coming up well ben eller does it's me yeah i have one coming up Mm -hmm. on june the 27th so i uh just said i'm gonna pick a movie as a wild card for my birthday i like it so that's what we're gonna do which is why i chose mother fucking (laughs) speed 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 with canoe yeah sandy b yeah we have done some of the best action movies ever made on this horror movie podcast and this is not another this is another one of them this is not continuing uh, down what am i trying to say this good we're going to talk again more yeah (laughs) we what we do did do again more do get more yes yes that's us with speed with speed. Which will be coming to you guys next week and will be coming to us in about 15 minutes after yeah. we start recording the next episode. That's right. Double header today. So be sure to tune in for that one. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, I am sure that we will end up drunker. Uh, yeah, for sure. Much more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Much more drunker. <laughs> so be sure to tune in next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. You guys have been dead and lovely. Bye. Bye-bye. Watch out for deer. Now, we've all heard of the experience of, like, taking a big old fat tab of acid, putting Mm -hmm. on Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of a Moon. Yeah. And it all starts to sync up and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You got to start it right when the lion roars, and then you got to have stuff in the music that is, like, telling the story of what's going on on screen, right? The lunatic is on the ground. There he is. Yeah. Now, tell these buses what they don't know. About another hidden gem, listening, consuming, yeah. watching experience that you this can do with this. This is going to fuck you up. You heard it All here right. first, guys. Listen here. You get yourself a copy of Silver Bullet. All right? Needs to be the VHS copy. Needs to be the VHS. Yeah, what you going to be drinking on? You got to get yourself a Coors. Coors. Coors Light. The Silver Bullet the Beer. The Silver Bullet Beer. It just makes sense. Uh-huh. And also, just for fun, take about... Eight Benadryl. Okay. <laughs> That's going to work for you. Got it. Okay. Yes. And now, when Gary Busey gets that phone call and he's in bed with his girlfriend, right then is when you turn on Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Bands yep. against the Wind album uh-huh. to hear Horizontal Bob. That's where it starts. Yeah. And then from there, it all lines up perfectly. It all lines up mm-hmm. exactly right there. You're going to be seeing, you're going to be hearing, you're going to be drinking yeah. and feeling the effects of that Benadryl. When the when the kid is just uh, staring through that fence at other kids' legs, yeah. that's when her strut comes on. Uh-huh. You love to watch her strut. Oh, my God, man. Because yeah. he's thinking about people walking. Ooh. And then there's that scene where he's he's running away from the priest on the silver bullet, and he's got uh, the wind in his hair. Yeah. That's when it starts to play against the wind. Against the wind. Right there. Uh-huh. It just makes sense, it's, people. And it's so perfect, too, because it's an action scene, and it's a slow song. It's very good. Perfect. Yeah. It's like they meant for this to happen. This is what they don't want you to know. Yeah, that Bob Seger was watching Silver Bullet, all hopped up on Benadryl. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And he was like, you know what? 
That moment when he's fucking his girlfriend, that's an album. Horizontal bop. Here uh-huh. come. Come on, Silver Bullet Band. And then, you know, they all piled in. They gathered. Yeah, they gathered. They yeah. amassed. I assume one of them was wearing a hat and had sure. a little goatee. Sounds yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And then music history was made. <laughs> music history was made. And we've cracked the code here on Dead and Lovely. You heard it here first. Love to watch us run. Looking on a night move. I don't think I've ever heard a band that sounds more like a beard than Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Like, if you want just the sound of like, man, I wonder what flannel would sound like if it was a band. Like flannel, a beard, and you could smell Budweiser when you're listening to an album. Yeah, For sure. Uh Right there, the Silver Bullet Band.